make sure you check out Tragic Nostalgia, the debut album from Winnipeg's Jared Adams. It'll be available to stream everywhere on June 26th, and you can visit tragicnostalgia.ca right now for more information. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Um, once again, doing the remote call thing, which uh, I think, honestly, for the foreseeable future, this is what I'm going to be doing. Uh, it makes it easier. I don't have to leave my house. I can stay in my, you know, hermit uh, environment, and it works pretty well. But uh, yeah. I have someone on the show this on this episode that I think we probably talked about doing it at some point years ago, right? And then this sort of just got uh, swept under the rug and forgotten about, and then we're making it happen now. Yeah, you bet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no! I, it's just—it's just funny that uh, I was talking to uh, Pat from Sounds Escaping there, the hot sauce man, and yep. uh, and uh, you know, and he was—you know—he he talks about you all the time, and I was like, you know, I thought we were going to do something at some point, and, <laughs> and then just like whatever it was a month ago, I'm I'm looking through my Twitter because I'm not very fluid in the the, the social media so much, and. Uh, and uh, found that note. You're like, hey, come on, let's do this uh, podcast. Yeah. So I was like, that's crazy. Okay, yeah. And that All was right. from like three years ago or something, I think, right? This yeah. Is from yeah, back sure. yeah, yeah. So it's kind yeah. of good timing now, though, because I've done a few episodes uh, with labels recently. I had Chris from Dub Ditch on um, for his 10th anniversary a few episodes back, and I had another tape label yep. on. So, you know, it kind of fits in with the, the theme here. But I think that you've been doing this for a lot longer than any, any of those guys I've had on recently. And I think maybe the best way to sort of start this off is if you want to just introduce yourself and then a little bit about what the label is, because you, again, you've been doing this for decades now and putting out a lot of cool stuff, but I think I'd rather kind of hear it from your mouth, how you would describe the label and then we can go from there. Right. Well, um, uh, 1992, I moved back to uh, Winnipeg. I was living in Southern Ontario and got a pretty good, uh, you know, exposure to college radio and uh, music retail. And got myself involved in CKUW. And, uh, I, you know, sometimes I, I, I might have a little too much piss and vinegar in me, but I, I got, uh, I was the music director at the time and okay. I, I got a little, uh, uppity about, um, uh, just, just being, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I can't, anyway. Uh, I, I got upset about something that, you know, a policy that happened at the station. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take my wage anymore. I'm just going to put my money into a pot. And then when it's ready, I'm going to produce some local music on vinyl. Okay. Uh, I guess it was something about purchasing of uh, music for the music department and um, and thinking that, yeah, you know what? Uh, the label should be supplying that stuff instead of us paying for it. And, uh, and uh, you know, I was a little more idealistic, a uh, little more of an ideologue, even, I would say, uh, at the time. And uh, so that, that, you know, doesn't allow for much uh, flexibility. Sometimes <laughs> you're rigid and, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, you don't understand nuance anymore, you know, at that point. But uh, anyway, uh, I had three friends uh, who... Uh, agreed with what I was doing and matched me. So cool. we got to put out two records very quickly. And, um, and that was the, uh, meat rack stag mummer split 10 inch and the fallen short seven inch. Cool. And, uh, and then the rest was me after that. Uh, the, uh, the kittens and shallow split, uh, 12 inch and CD and, uh, Fubuki Daiko cassette. Cool. Cool. And um, so that uh, that started it off, and that ended it at you know ninety six. I it really only lasted about two years, uh, and then I went and got an education. Started to take my uh, uh, university seriously. I went to uh, Brandon, moved to Brandon, got myself out of the big city, and uh, just kind of turned my back on it, uh, uh, doing the music uh, promotion stuff and. And it wasn't until '03 when I came back after a couple of diplomas, a couple of degrees, and um, and had uh, you know some funds and some uh, you know a lot of great bands here in the city that yep. were uh, recording and and doing great stuff. So uh, that would have been Hydra Daughters and Ken Mode at the very first there, uh, 
and uh, of course the giants ads and sound very quickly and yeah. and um afterwards and and so th- there is a little bit of an eclectic uh mix for the sound uh, i've always described the music as uh, ugly music okay yeah but yeah. uh um of course uh, you know I suppose if you were in war and you heard something like Fubuki Daiko coming at you, uh, <laughs> that would be pretty ugly. But uh, you know, you know, in general, Daiko music is just you know, it's uplifting. It's very you know, it has a, it taps into something very human, very yeah. primal, and uh, and so I I wouldn't call that ugly music, you know. But uh, but uh, in the end, it, um, a lot of the stuff that I that I have put out uh, really does reflect, you know, kind of a just blunt yeah. uh, object, you know? Well, primal, I think, works. I think the word primal works, I mean, for, for all of it, right? It's, it's very... Right uh, across of it, yeah, 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 for sure. So I, I, just to stick with the local stuff for now, because I know you've gone and released albums by other town bands and out-of-country out of bands and everything, but uh, locally, yeah, like, yeah. you ended up, I think, over the years, working with a lot of bands that became pretty iconic, like, in the Winnipeg's heavy music scene. I mean, Ken Mode's a great example. Kittens is a fantastic example. Uh, you know, Stag Mummer, all these bands. Like, when you were working with them, did you expect that any of these bands were going to have this kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but within Winnipeg's music scene, they have this cachet, right? They have this kind of, like, everyone knows those bands. I'll have to say that uh, Ken Mode was already, like, I mean, they already had a, a record out on Willow Tip when I met them. and. Okay. Uh, so they, I mean, those guys did their homework and they're still doing their homework. They're still executing like nobody's business and, uh, and they work so hard and, uh, and it was just, I I was just so lucky to be able to, well, not only just, uh, you know, be in that circle, but, uh, and to be able to hear that, but you know, they were, they were musically tapping into, you know, the kittens and the shallow, you know, that kind of that, that 90s stuff that uh, was just so abrasive. And, and I was just, you know, to be able to come back to Winnipeg and see that, you know, Minneapolis and Chicago was spilled over into uh, the music scene uh, 15 years after the fact. Yeah, uh, was was just so encouraging. So, you know, I moved back here in 03 and, and restarted the label with that, that Hide Your Daughters record. But, yeah. Um, I, I was, you know, I couldn't believe how um, just advanced. I, I don't know how else to put it, really. Uh, uh, they, they, they just they, those ki- those guys have their shit together. It's my boys. <laughs> yeah, well, you can hear it on the records too. Like they definitely have their shit together. Yeah. Did you um like when you came back to Winnipeg? Was it just mainly from you having those connections before you left that you sort of were able to jump back into it, or did was there a bit of a learning curve of the the new local scene? I guess. The singer from uh, Meat Rack was in Hydra Daughters. Right, and right. And so when I came back, we, you know, we we were buds. We hung out, uh, Laplante and I, and uh, and um, and so obviously I just got to meet, you know, his friends in these new bands, these yeah. uh, <laughs> these whippersnappers, the uh, <laughs> the electro quarter staffs, the uh, the Ken Mode types, and uh, and and what a, what a scene to come home, come come back to, you know, really. Uh, organized DIY and, uh, and, and, and principled and, 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 and it's great. Winnipeg's a great city for music for sure. It is for sure. Yeah. There's there's something unique about it. I think that, uh, I mean, other cities obviously have very deep music scenes as well, but there's something, especially with heavy stuff too. Winnipeg seems to churn out a lot of noise bands, metal bands, punk bands, hardcore bands. I don't know what it is. Like it's, I don't know if it's something in the water or (laughs) what, but we have, we have a few. I mean, the conversations those that happens all the time but you know i, I think um yeah, eventually you know there are just some bands who just don't want to do what's happening in the scene and they sure. make their own and that's that that's where things really really when it gets off the beaten path that's where it gets really exciting you know yeah for sure well what are you looking for when you're putting out an album or, or a single or a tape or whatever it is like is it something that you're already familiar with or are you looking for a certain sound <laughs> You know what? It it it's just got to snap my neck back, really. You know, uh, it, it's got to hit me right, and it's got to hit me right over twenty plays, and uh, and uh, the band has to somewhat have their shit shit together. Now, um, uh, that's not saying that I do have my shit together. <laughs> uh, th- this honestly is a hobby, but of course, you don't want to. I don't want to. Um, 
necessarily put um, uh, invest in something that uh, other people don't believe themselves in. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you have you have some bands and, and even some local bands that, uh, of course, have known me for decades and um, say, hey, let's put this out on record. I'm like, well, yeah, let's let's do that. But also, you know, uh, what's your tour plans and things right. like that? Like, why would I, why would I put three, three, thirty five hundred dollars into your record? And, uh, when you're not going to do that, you know, uh, but, uh, it, it's tough. And, and, and I understand the, uh, especially now it's things that have changed, but, uh, you know, I did it in the nineties. I was doing it. This is 94 to 96. I was doing it because vinyl was about to die. Yeah, and yeah. I honestly thought like this was, this is it. I got to do my part. And of course, like I, and Jake's mentioned it too, you know, the hip hop guys were doing uh, a vinyl and the, and the punks were doing vinyl yeah. and that was pretty much it. And uh, everyone else was uh, just onto the CD uh, teat, so to speak. And, uh, and I, so we were at that point thinking, uh, well, it, no one else is going to put this on vinyl. No one's going to find a stag mummer and, consider uh, investing in that sure. and, and put that out and uh, uh on on vinyl so i had to do that you know uh um there, there were enough people repulsed by their live shows i was like this is <laughs> this is absolutely what i want to do absolutely yeah. and um uh, and and uh, that I, that's i just love that band you know i um uh, and and for the most part, most of the roster, I think I've done a good job of curating and picking uh, some different things and um, and stuff that, you know, I probably had a little more of a uh, commercial, you know, a thought of, oh, it wouldn't be great to sell a few records. Um, and, uh, and sometimes that happened and sometimes it didn't. But, uh, you know, I, I like you say, uh, or, you know, back to the question, yeah. you know, uh, what do I look for? Um, you know, I, I, I gotta be able, I gotta like it, you know, first off. And, and, and that's, that's really important to me. Um, uh, ugly.
I know you mentioned earlier you want to actually be able to sell records, of course, as well, you know, with the bands, whether they're touring and all that stuff and putting in their side of the investment. But does something you really dig, does that kind of supersede whether it's actually going to make any money or not? It has, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I, um, I would love to talk more about uh, putting out uh, records in Winnipeg for Winnipeg bands, but uh, it, it's been a few years because... Um, these are my friends, you know, these yeah. are the people that I hang out with and, and sometimes, you know, putting, uh, having, you know, putting yourself in that relationship, uh, had, that has those kind of expectations, you know, I'm, I'm not always going to, uh, do the best job for them and, and they're, they may, uh, uh, disappoint me and, uh, I'd rather just have, you know, uh, high fives and high kicks at rock shows and, uh, <laughs> yeah. clink the drinks and, and then the, and, and then the rest of the rest of those bastards across the country. Are you listening? Are you listening <laughs> to the roster of Winnipeg? <laughs> no list records. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, but that makes sense. But though, I, sure. I have the, I have the best friends and, and they are bands on the label and, and I love them so much. And, and I found that sometimes, uh, putting myself in that position with, a, you know, somebody who I see all the time yeah. is, is, is there, it has a lot of weight to it. And, and I just, you know, sometimes I, I'm trying to look and see when the last, uh, one was, but it was probably, um, probably the dead ranch record. I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, uh, which is a great uh, record. Yeah. It's a fantastic record. Yeah. And that's six years ago. Yeah. So, you know, um, it, that, that's, I'm just looking at the list here. I'm going, Whoa, yeah, I just haven't done many, you know, I did the strap yeah. and, uh, and, and of course that, that has uh, snappy from uh stag mummer in it and, uh, and, uh, Rick from meat rack actually. So, uh, that was, that was an excellent CD to do yeah. for a local band on, uh, that was 2012, but, uh, you know, it's just, I found it, you know, easier to keep relationships with uh, um, the people who I wanted to keep as friends, and and uh, and uh, and and be able to deal a little a little differently with people out of town. You know what I mean? So, how often are you releasing, like, on an annual basis? How many records do you put out? Like, I think I'm at sixty something. Okay. Sixty two, sixty three. I've got a bunch in the can here. Uh, and I started in 03, back in 03, so that would have been, uh, I guess, 50, 59 records in 17 years. So it's, I guess that's four, yeah. four a year, three, three plus a year. Um, and some years I did six, and some years I did two. So, okay. you know, it, it's just, just uh, uh, as I m mixed uh, different media, I started to get into cassettes and yeah. things like that, and um, and uh, and they were a lot cheaper to make, and and really that was all about having a download card. I just finished listening. No, I, a couple of days ago, I listened to the to the uh, uh, Jake's episode there, yeah. uh, Dub Ditch, and uh, I was like. This is gonna this is gonna be just a fucking repeat, you know. <laughs> we're gonna say the same things. Yeah, yeah. We're too we're too jaded. Fifty, you know, half century and uh, old bastards. Uh, yeah. Uh, record store uh, warriors and uh, and uh, we're gonna bitch about the same things. We're gonna talk about the same things. <laughs> it's like okay, we'll try and figure this out proper. Yeah. Well, no, I, even if you do, though, it's cool. Like, I think that it's, it's especially interesting talking to guys like, like you and like, and like him because, I mean, I'm, you know, probably about a decade younger than you, right? And, I mean, so I started going to shows, all ages shows, in 94, 95. So, yeah. I wasn't seeing a lot of the bands that I would have liked to see because they were playing bar shows. And I, you know, so I missed kind of a whole section that I've, of the Winnipeg music scene history that I've gone back and found through, through, you know, tapes and records and stuff, but it's always Especially nice. Especially if you're playing in ska bands. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were playing with a lot of punk bands and stuff at the time, but I mean, I wasn't seeing That's a lot true. of the heavy stuff. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's very cool to kind of fill in some blanks, which I think is what I, I try to do when I'm talking to people like you and like him and, and et cetera. Right. So. Well, you've got an impressive uh, collection for sure of, of local stuff. Like, I mean, uh, when I when I see you um, blast the grams of of your and you know you you were doing the alphabet there, I was like, oh, shit, I had no idea. Yeah, Winnipeg had this many bands, but I, I really do have a very very limited. I am I am such a 
I've started to use the word stereo dictator because uh, <laughs> because uh, you, you can't use the word Nazi anymore. No, so no. Uh, I uh, I uh, I have a very you know a very narrow uh, idea of what I like, and that's what I like. And uh, and um, but it's all I really believe that there are only two kinds of music: good music and bad music. Right. And um, and uh, and that comes in all genres. So. Um, uh, you know, I have, I have my diversity, but it, 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 it is, it is, uh, fairly narrow. It's got to fit through the right, it's got to have the right key, the right, and it's got to hit the right notches or else, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on poser alert or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Like, I just like, God, oh, this isn't real and, and, uh, and, and, and forget about it. But, uh, um, yeah. Well, that does- uh, and, and I admit, I will totally admit that I have. I have I've, I've screwed myself more than once out of uh, really enjoying beautiful pieces of music because it wasn't cool enough or whatever. Like yeah, uh, yeah. it didn't have the right kind of bites, and and uh, and then you're going back 20 years later and going, I could have been listening to this for 20 years or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, but well, no, I, I, it, it's good to discover every day. So. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the good thing about music too is it's not going anywhere, right? I mean, even if a record came out 25 years ago, 30 years ago, you can still hear it now. You just you missed yep. the you missed it while it was happening, right? I there's tons yep, of bands like sure. that, that I feel bad about. Um, I yep. like what you said about it not being real though, because I think this is uh something that's come up a lot on this podcast. Whether I'm talking to you know a country singer or a rapper or a jazz player, um, Winnipeg seems to have this real fascination with things being authentic. And I mm-hmm. think that, I don't know if it's more than other cities, but it certainly seems like it, where we have a really good bullshit detector. And I think people who uh, have been involved in the local music scene for a long time, they can ferret out something that's that's fake, like, immediately, right? Yeah, and and uh, and with that, uh, you know, I was talking about being an idol- ideologue before. Yeah. I mean, you know, we chase people out of the scene, you know, amazing creators, because... Uh, cause maybe they didn't have the right backing band or sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't have the, the right, uh, you know, toot at the time. And we, you know, sometimes we, we definitely, uh, sleep on some, some amazing gold, like, and, uh, not enough people, you know, not enough people are on this podcast singing the praises of breath grenades. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. That's and, a good uh, band for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another <laughs> one that I discovered way after the fact, right? Just, uh, whether it's an yeah. interesting or something else. I mean, but yeah, I love their their record. It's great. It's an awesome album. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll have to say, you know, speaking of that, uh, um, Sister Records came along uh, just before us, and they were, you know, we saw them do it. I saw Sloth Records do it, and it just became such a an encouraging thing to say, yeah, you know what, I can I can support musicians somehow, and and. Uh, um, uh, and not and be a part of this and uh, and uh, and because you, you understood just just how you know tough it was to sell a record and yeah. uh, and, and I think that you know seeing the, the bulletproof nothing the those that trio of CDs band from Atlantis and, and breath grenades come out was just wow this is crazy this is this is really cool you know and uh, and let's be a part of that you know yeah. And it's always been like I, I, I'll stress it's a hobby, um, and I'm curating a, a a library for me for later on, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, uh, over that time, I've met some of the most amazing, loving people who are just creative and and and, and smash my brains in all the time uh, with their new records, and it's hard to say no because. Um, I know my limitations and sometimes people think that it's, or, or, or a band may want to, uh, stick with me because it's easy. Uh, they know I want to support them, but sometimes you want them to reach for that, that next level because they're that good. Yeah. They should be on much bigger levels that have a staff that are going to look after shit and sell records for them. And really, um, you know, my mission has been to put, the coolest looking things in their hands. And, um, and that's what it started out as. And I've had a few moments of brilliance, uh, in packaging, yeah. uh, over the years. But, uh, I, I know that I'm, you know, I try now I'm a lot more hands off. Uh, I find that 
the designers and the uh, that the bands want to work with for the most part they got their they got their shit together as far as uh, design goes yeah. and and uh, I'm an armchair designer I've got a great vision and uh, you know but uh, of of course I need uh, somebody who's got the tools to to execute that vision and uh, um, but for the most part uh, lately um, the designers I've been working with uh, have been amazing and and uh, so I, I it's it's been uh, it, a little bit of a mixed blessing to be able to let that part of the the my involvement in the label go. Yeah. Um, uh, although frustrating uh, is when you leave it in the hands of uh, the band and 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 they over design something. Sure. And so sometimes they they can uh, they don't know when to edit and to stop. Um, what should be a very simple and organic process. And uh, when you push too hard to, uh, you know, you just end up with dog's breakfast. And uh, <laughs> But, you know, usually the music's great, so that's what matters. That helps, uh, yeah, for sure, yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm very lucky. So, uh, uh, you know, the stuff that I got coming down the pipe, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing um, a couple of these seven inches come out, considering who the musicians are that I'm working with and, cool. and their past track record of, of visuals, you know, uh, uh, it, it's going to be a cool thing. So. I know it's a hobby, like you've said a few times here, but the amount of uh, kind of dedication you have to it, I think, is, is is maybe more than a lot of people in the sense that, you know, you're putting out uh, colored vinyl and, you know, creative uh, packaging, like you said, like that strap CD in the DVD case sort of uh, vibe with the dog's balls on the back. And, <laughs> and you, you know what I mean, though, right? There's like there's a lot of, um, you're not just putting out CDRs or whatever, you know, in a in a regular case. Like there's, there's definitely some work and thought put into kind of the visual appearance as well as the sound, obviously. Absolutely. You know, I think that's... And, and these are probably things so many of your guests have said so many times. It's <laughs> like, oh, I love vinyl. It's so warm. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. I love I that every the week. ritual of putting a freaking needle on a piece of vinyl. And and uh, but uh, um, the truth of the matter is, is that the one thing that that was lost from the CD that I'll I'll definitely romanticize to bits is that you had a twelve by twelve canvas. Yeah. For 
that you could fold out into 36 by 12 if you wanted to, two sides, and you could read lyrics and you could uh, immerse yourself in a piece of art that, you know, takes you somewhere with that music. And that's always been how I wanted to, you know, uh, uh, have that, those two things married to yeah. each other. Uh, you know, Sure, in 1994, I could have uh, started a record label and put out CDs. Uh, but in the end, uh, if you look at that meat rack, um, it, it was me going, I want to be able to use, I don't just want to, you know, have a jacket for this thing and yeah. an insert. I want to be able to have a fold out so that I can use the space and be able to uh, give the, the band a chance to express themselves and um, and have a little more information on on the, the band itself because that's really important to me always as far as you know uh, listening to punk rock as a kid and and uh, you know that I'd have lyrics to yep. uh, not only entertain but to educate and and to inspire and uh, and of course you get your styles you get your you get you get uh, you know how you want to dress from the album yep. covers, and and if you can't read who produced that record, well, how do you know who to find out what other stuff he produced at 100%. the time? And and uh, and back then it was tape trading in the eighties, uh, you know, in the early eighties when I was growing up and a kid, and and uh, staying up way past my bedtime and taping Brave New Waves, and yeah, and you know this is pre-internet, uh, you know. The, the digging that had to happen, the research that had to happen in order to make sure that, you know, uh, you know, you, you hung on the words of Augusta LePay or, uh, you know, uh, Brent Bambry, you right. know, um, uh, and you'd wait for that, the, the profile and find out, oh, this is the asexuals and, oh, shit, then they just lost their singer to the Doughboys. Well, you got to track all that stuff down now and, and, um, and you got to follow those, get those records sure. and, and and that's 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 just been such a big part. The covers are the you know as big a part as as the music you know for, for me sure. On, no, on I, many levels you know. I agree hundred percent with that. Like I I still primarily listen to physical music. I don't have Spotify. I don't have any of that stuff. And it's that's a big part of it is because I like I, when I'm listening to a record, I like to sit down, play the whole thing start to finish, and read everything in the liner notes. Whether it's reading along with the lyrics, figuring out who played on it, who produced it. Because, yeah, that's still how I find new stuff is, you know, oh, this, this, song, this song wasn't written by the guys in the band who wrote it. What's that guy's band called? You know, and then that's sort of. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's how you find the Bacharach and David's like the, totally, the songwriting totally. geniuses out there that that you'll never see, uh, you know, uh, physically or on stage. But uh, they're cranking out the hits yeah. and, in the background and. Uh, and uh, that's I just love that the, the the excitement of panning for gold and, yeah. and finding oh shit this horn section worked with this band well I got to check this out now and for sure um, yeah I, I will admit that you you said something there that uh, maybe maybe uh, the listeners maybe my friends who are listening uh, uh, they're going to be a little shocked but uh, this year. Um, I've decided to make some changes because I, I I've just been rabid to spending money on records. Yeah. And uh, 2020 is the year that Lee Repco is not uh, spending any money on physical media. Oh wow. Uh, I am all and now. Look, I mean, you can see my this is my record, yeah, yeah. Room, but yeah. I, I got I got a, another a, a whole same amount downstairs too sure. in the living room so it's it's it is a shock for me and uh but uh i it, it's made me go back and um and and listen to the stuff that i have and catalog the stuff that i have and and uh sort through and 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 explore the stuff that i already have yeah. because it's you know this it's kind of a it's it's commercial culture bullshit really. And, and, uh, I, I've definitely been suckered into it for sure. And that sucks. Uh, but I'm taking those steps, you know, the first, uh, what, what do they say? The first step is admitting you got a problem. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so this year I haven't, and I have been on the Spotify. So that means I get to listen to a lot more white snake and scorpions and, <laughs> that's, and, and priest. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't have those records in my collection, uh, but I do. But uh, it's just you, 
you know, the thing about with digital services like that is just, I can listen to it anywhere. Yeah. And that, that's why, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure about, uh, uh, how much more vinyl I really want to put out. You know, I've got two seven inches ready to go and, um, and we'll, we'll see when we can, uh, uh, put those, put those out. But, uh, you know, CDs seem to be, you know, they last forever and, and they're, they, I don't have to spend $17 to send a freaking, yeah. Uh, compact disc across the country and a uh, consumer doesn't have to pay that, you know, and they're still getting something with, uh, with, you know, a five by five, but um, in the end, uh, uh, people aren't consuming music the same anymore. And uh, no matter how I tool um, the kind of uh, mediums that I'm using to release, whether it's, I go for a cassette and a download card um, it's hard to find that right um, balance where people are, you know, going to go all the way to get it. And and, and now, and, and, you know, it's just hard. It's a hard sell to uh, buy a record for $18 and then have to pay 15 to ship it. Yeah, to oh, it's so, brutal, yeah. Um, uh, without, you know, uh, the distribution and uh, getting your stuff out there, um uh, you end up with a lot of records or you end up with the band having to sell a lot of records, which is the way that should be. You know, yeah. um, I, I, I'd like to think of myself as an enabler for a musician who, Hey, uh, at the very least he can turn around to all of his friends and, and let's hope he has a 500 of them and, uh, and say, Hey, this is a cool thing I did. And I yeah. had help. Uh, but uh, we did something together, and and let's sell this. And more often than not, it's like a sense of entitlement. And I'm not necessarily talking about me, but uh, or on my situation. But you you do get it. Like uh, you know, uh, I I'm not necessarily looking you know for uh, uh, someone on their hands and knees saying thank you, but uh, you know, understanding their role in in selling those records yeah. is is huge. You know, and and that's what gets that hustle and a lot of the bands that i work with get that uh, that's cool. and uh and uh and and that's great you know uh but again uh, uh, the audience for some of this stuff it's 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 hard to push through when it you know you're a small band playing incredibly abrasive music yeah you know you see a band like mets and uh how they've broken through um, yeah, you know, Ken mode to a degree, uh, child bite is one of those bands that I just think is so amazing, but you know, and they, they got themselves on the uh, Phil Panthera, whatever his label house core record. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. and, and you just don't, you just wonder like, uh, how, like how, how are we going to keep the lights on? And, uh, for something like that. And, and of course you have to have other, other, um, other avenues of uh, output, but you know, in the end, you know, you're lucky to be playing to three, three or four hundred people, or three or four people, yeah, most likely. Yeah. You know, uh, for now, most of these bands who are releasing records that are stadium records. You know, like, and you know, it's a shame that nobody uh, likes the discordant and, and the, uh, abrasive like that, the yeah. antisocial kind of noise that, uh, that, uh, I like, but I, I guess that, uh, I guess that, uh, what, what do you say that, uh, the path less traveled or whatever, yeah, I guess that's yeah. why I like it, you know, it's because nobody else does. And, and um, and yeah, so stay over there in the Nickelback and <laughs> the in, yeah. in the Creed area. You and know, you can whatever. keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Have you? Has that always been the thing for you, as far as what music you were into? Uh, you know, I think is you know, growing up in small town Manitoba and having um, music be a big part of my identity, um, and always be you know being beaten up for listening to U two in grade eight, and then having all the jocks. Uh, uh, you know, wonder if I've heard this new band in grade 12 when Joshua <laughs> Tree comes out. Yeah. You're like, you guys are such fucking idiots, man. Pardon me, but uh, uh, so sometimes uh, it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a curse to be ahead of the curve, but because uh, uh, then you lose those things that you have that you know just have been so precious to you. But yeah. uh, they're precious to you for a reason. They're precious to you not because they're they're just so rare, but 
you know, because there's something about it that, that really, you know, appeals to you. So, you know, you can't blame it when, you know, millions of people want to listen to your, your favorite band that nobody knew of, you know, four years earlier or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and or whether that's Nirvana or, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Am I saying that name? Am I saying that right? Right. <laughs> My girlfriend keeps giving me shit. I don't know how to say Nirvana. I, I think guess. it's I think I it's the know. awe sound. Yeah, Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, that goes along with being a, a, a music snob. Yeah. And um, and 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 I, I'll 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 admit, you know. That now when my kid comes to me and says you got to hear this song, that I don't just turn it off, and then now I'm listening to music that, you know, I won't list the names or anything here, but <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love a lot of my kids' music, and uh, and uh, not only that's just about being a dad yeah. and uh, and trying to you know trying to uh, relate and uh, and um, and be a part of their lives, but. You know, as somebody who spent so much time shitting on other people's music taste, you know, yeah. it's time to not do that to your kids, for one, uh, because, you know, you're going to turn them into crappy people who can't uh, who can't uh, listen to music without uh, uh, being so critical and, and totally. garbagey sometimes. So uh, and that that's me. Sorry. No, no. It's, 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 I, I said I, your I, band sucks in the past. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> I, I get it, though, for sure. Like, I mean, you know, I definitely think that doing this podcast has made me less of a snob just because I've been talking to so for like eight years now to just so many different types for of sure. musicians. And, and, I'm, and usually when I talk to someone, it's because something interests me about what they're doing, whether it's some kind of music I would have hated, you know, in my 20s or something that, you know, now yeah. am I, you know, coming up on 40 and it's like, oh, this is great. I, I you know. I didn't realize yeah. I would I would love this. So yeah, I, I, I in that in that cool we can change, we can grow. Like the, the I think that's that's really neat and, and uh you know uh and some stuff you that will never leave you. No, you know. No. And uh and then sometimes you just find yourself open at the right time and it's like, yeah, this is this is this is now I need this, you know. Yeah, for whatever reason this is doing it for me now when I'd never would have thought it would before, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, for sure. So is there anything coming up on the on the label in the near future that you are able to talk about yet, or is it all kind of to be announced once it comes out? Well, we just did uh, a release by a band called Gorlush, yeah, uh, out of uh, out of Montreal. Uh, three piece, two bass players, and a drummer. Cool. Very frantic. Uh, a friend of mine uh, described them as a tantrum. I, I can't I can't disagree with that. But really, really bass heavy, some excellent fuzz. Um, and uh, we've been trying to release a uh, split seven inch of Portishead covers from oh, cool. uh, 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 Glacial Doom uh, Merchants, uh, the Weir out of Calgary and uh, Adeline, okay. and uh, from uh, Saskatoon, who I, I, I've done a full length with, and and um, Great Falls out of Seattle and Throws out of Boise, Idaho. We're trying to. Uh, finish up a, a seven inch that we've been working on for a few months or maybe, maybe even, even longer, but, uh, cool. uh, COVID puts a, COVID puts a, a damper on that. It does. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, the, you know, the feather in my cap, I could, I could stop putting out records if, if I finish this one project that I've been working on with, uh, the, um, uh, the programmer and, um, uh, uh, guitar player, or sorry, uh, keyboard player from uh, Breathe Knives. Okay. Um, we've been trying to do a uh, uh, kittens uh, uh, tribute record. Oh, wow. So we've got we've got about um, eight tracks already recorded, and we're hoping to get another eight or so. Uh, it would be nice to get uh, some some locals in on that if anyone's listening and uh, remembers that band yeah. uh, give me a, give me a shout uh, we're, we're going to try and rec uh, arrange a recording uh, day uh, for that cool um and uh, we will you know at a to be named location but um you know had i had i put my poop in a group i might have had all that information for you maybe even <laughs> nailed some of that shit down yeah but, yeah yeah it's all good but uh but uh no, I've just—it's been a very fairly—it's uh, been fairly light um, uh, schedule lately. I am, you know, I'm pretty busy at work, and uh, 
And uh, but the projects that I have had to do have been pretty much turnkey. Um, uh, the asbestos worker record we put out that um, you know it's only a hundred copies, so uh, it, it it it's just something that we we knew we had to do. And uh, a, a dream of a friend of mine from from uh, uh, from Minneapolis, and cool. he had all these riffs sitting around, and uh, he's a, he was a bass player. And he's like, okay, but I need a drummer, and couldn't <laughs> find a drummer. So he he bought a set of drums yeah. and and learned how to drum. And and within a year of him saying, I need a drummer, I'm gonna go get a drum set. We released that record. That's cool. Yeah. So he had written 27 and recorded 27 songs in the period of that year, including Kittens cover. And uh, and and I just love the the you know his uh, working class. You know, killdozer uh, uh, attitude is yeah. just is just exactly what embodies you know how you know I'm feeling on the construction site. Uh, you know, being a construction surveyor, and and we have to deal with a lot of lot of lot of <clears throat> a lot of a lot of bullshit. I, I guess it, yeah. is the right yeah. word. Yeah. And uh, and so you know, hearing those songs, it's like. Wow, I've I've kind of married my two lives together, and it could, you know him being you know us both being in that that industry, yeah. and both having a you know a healthy misanthropic uh, 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 take on you know everyday life, and and especially the people that you know sometimes the most stupid people that we work with, <laughs> not, not, and I'm sure that that is not that is not. Uh, exclusive in the construction industry i mean i think everyone listening to this can relate that, definitely that they work with a bunch of dummies <laughs> ask you is like how much of this stuff is still floating around out there because when you hooked me up with some records recently to kind of do some I got, pre-listening I got it all is it still I all out there because I, I, I was surprised it, it, some of the 90s stuff was still there, there's a lot of stuff that uh there's some stuff that is sold out that i would uh, i would love to uh repress at some yeah. point but uh no i've got i've got a lot of it and the bands have uh some of it sure. i think sure. um um like, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, there's, there's, there's a basement full of, of stuff and, um, at least a little bit of everything. Cool. Um, but, uh, let's see, very, very little of the hard charger, uh, this machine is driving record. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah. No, very like maybe. A, a half a dozen Mennonite uh, split seven inch or, or uh, triple seven yeah, inch yeah. box sets. 
and um, uh, only a couple of the Ken Mode uh, reprisal okay. uh, doubles. I think that Kid and Shallow is sold out on yeah. the vinyl. Maybe only fifty copies left of the. Uh, yeah, this is my this is my uh, this is my commercial timer here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. I, like, how, how do people yeah, find no, this stuff though? I mean, I, I know obviously they can just go on Bandcamp and order it that way. But is Bandcamp that... has it, and we'll we'll like I get uh, DMs all the time from in the from the Facebook and from yeah. Instagrams, and uh, and we we ship records that way. And uh, I understand there are easier ways to sell records and be a little more. Uh, with it, but I, I'm just tired, man. I, I, uh, I, I like to put out the, uh, the effort to make sure that they got something and, and, uh, and I'll, I'll make sure that on my end, I'll hire a publicist and try and make sure that, you know, people are going, uh, like at least media is going to have a chance to consider this band for review and to, um, be able to interview them. Um, but, uh, you know, it's lately it's, it's been, uh, bands got to realize that that it's their hard work that's going to make it um, sure. make it happen for them um, um, because you know really I, like I said it's a hobby I, I I would love to be able to give a lot more um, time and effort to it but uh, I really love measuring stuff you know I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a surveyor so yeah, this yeah. is and I love I love trigonometry and I love being outside and in pushing bush. You know, and uh, bushwhacking and and uh, and doing stuff outside and um, jumping out of helicopters. I mean, this is this is uh, a cool thing to do. And, and and I love my job, and it pays me enough to put out records. So, That's awesome. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, you know, there are things that I'll, I'll admit to. You know, anyone that uh, I'm I'm not the best salesperson for sure. So. <laughs> What's the, uh, like, if someone wants to get in touch with you, should they just message you, like, the, the label on Facebook, or you on Facebook, or what's the best option there? You bet, um, Nolis Records on Facebook, okay. uh, Nolis Records on, um, on, uh, the Instagram, and, uh, we, of course, through Bandcamp, we have a lot of our stuff already for sale on yeah. there, but I'll tell you what, you could buy that stuff from Bandcamp, or you could just email me and get that an awful lot cheaper, because we, we, uh, we keep, we, you know, we keep the, we keep the, the whole thing so we can, yeah. you know, easily, easily, and it goes directly to us. So it's, it's easier for us to, you know, wheel and deal. And I, I don't think I've sent uh, out a package that somebody's ordered something without throwing stuff in there. I've got a, cool. an awful lot of stock that, you know, I want to be able to get these records in people's hands, you know, because they missed them out the first time. And, yeah. and um, you know, and, uh, uh, it, it's, you just never know what's going to happen to a band, you know, uh, at any point in time. So, you know, the, we, some bands are very stable and some bands are not, but sure. they, they may never, they may never let on that that's the case. And, and how would you know if you're in another city too, right? So that Absolutely. there is that part, sometimes you're hobbled on that end and you don't understand the, the full, the full, uh, the full story on everything. But, uh, um, yeah, in the end, sure, I got a lot of records, and uh, and and let's 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 sell some of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> give, give me, drop me an email. Uh, uh, no list, uh, no list at gmail dot com will work as well. So. Right on. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make you a good deal. Cool, cool. Well, like I said, I'm glad I'm glad we could make this this happen because it's you know it's uh, been a while since we tried to set it up. The like first you time. say, yep. yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, happy you're still doing this because uh, you know, like you said, it's it's it's, it's a, you have a very niche sound that you're interested in, and it's nice to see that someone is is archiving this stuff in physical form and making it available when you know the world has kind of gone to this weird digital dystopia. And it's it's as someone who listens to physical music, it makes me very happy to see that this is still happening. For sure, it's it's, it's cool. Well. And I really appreciated that, you know, um, that when you got that, that package that, uh, you know, that you, you like, Hey, this is, this is all stuff I've never heard before. Yeah. I've never seen before. And, uh, and that's great. You know, uh, I'm, I'm glad that that's, that, uh, you enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. Well, some of it was um, stuff I had seen before, but I just didn't realize was still floating around out there in the, you know, some of right, that, right. some of that older stuff. And then like Ken mode, I had the, um, the Mennonite, I have the Mennonite triple seven inch that I bought at a show, however many cool. years ago. But yeah. yeah, now I have the tape and the LP as well. So I get, nice. I love that album. So yeah, I can listen to it on whatever yeah. format. Yeah, so it's very cool. Oh, it's you know up until their last record, honestly, uh, Mennonite was my favorite. I haven't That's been great. able to yeah. say 
this is their best record since Mennonite. And, and, uh, and that of course will, that'll probably piss Jesse off because, you know, <laughs> their last record is always their best record, sure, of course. And sure. as an artist, you have to believe that. And they work so hard. Those are the best guys. And so fucking oh, yeah, proud. Pardon sure. me. I'm proud of those guys. Like they, they make my day and, uh, uh, and their music. I, I, I don't hesitate to buy that in the store. Yeah. Uh, the first week it comes out, I'll try and, Support if a band is going to have a label that's going to put their records across Canada or you know across the nation um, in record stores like that, then we got to make sure that we support those guys because that's yeah. the only way that you know they're going to they're going to have that momentum uh, to go into a touring cycle or to you know to make sure that you know that they can have a another record a follow up record from their label you know yeah. really it's it's that important so uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, they're one of the few bands from that kind of era when I was playing in shitty ska bands in community center basements. And they, we played shows with them all the time, and they yeah they took it somewhere, right? The rest of us were just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they actually succeeded, so I'm glad to see you know whatever help you've given them by putting out their records is awesome because yeah. They oh, were... for sure. Well, I know that I know that uh, you know when you run into people when I travel. And somebody finds out that I've done this and, uh, you know, and uh, um, they, they will often talk about that triple uh, seven inch or that, yeah. you know, at the time when that double 12 inch came out, the reprisal double 12 inch, yeah. nobody was doing splatter vinyl. Like that was, I was easily, we were easily two or three years before people started actually, you know, doing that on the regular cool. and, and, uh, and it was great to be a part of that, you know. They and, they and once again, they had their shit together. They had all of the artwork taken care of. They hired uh, Kastner out of the states, and and he painted them something amazing. Yeah, it's and, cool painting. Yeah. And uh, and they they hired uh, you know uh, Aaron from ISIS, you know, to do their uh, to do their logo, and you know they've just always been a band that is just uh, you know kept on that detail now now i've been riding their dick for 25 yeah, of the yeah. last hour yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah. Last it's hour. all good the great band but, uh, it's if you're gonna ride anyone's dick why not be ken modrin <laughs>